damn it. <laughs> <My bad>. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see. All right. Mic check, mic check. All right, Morning Masters Podcast. Y'all's main of course. Across me, I got a special guest, man. I got my guy Joppa the Great in the building. How you doing, man? I'm staying black and fighting the power, my brother. There we go. There we go. No better way to be. How you been, man? What's going on with you? Man, I uh I I really have been ghost for a while, man. Ain't nobody I ain't really made no noise for a minute, man. I uh What's the I, last thing you did? Man, before so I just dropped a single like two Fridays ago called Fiber Figure, right? Of course, it sounds like some super deep heart. But when you hear Father Figure, you think about... I thought that too, yeah. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? you like, yeah. I wrote dad. mad questions down like, okay, how to be a great dad. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? like <laughs> Exactly, man. But, you know, when you listen to the song, you see it's, it's all about this right here. You know what I'm saying? So I hope that translates well on camera. You know what I'm saying? So... Uh, you got the shoes. Yeah, man. Y'all see, the, y'all see the dad drip, man. Y'all see the... Come on, man. Who got the monarchs out here in these streets like this, man? <laughs> Fathers do. I'm a dad. You feel me? So... Um, before I made the song, I had made the beat forever ago, and I was literally going to do a song for females. You know, it was called Squats. I had the song wrote in there, which I still might do it on another beat. But I was coming back from Savannah, and it, literally the dad bod joint hit me, whatever. I stopped by Walmart, and I seen a shirt that said, it's not a dad bod, it's a father figure. I was mm. like, that's, that's dope. I was like, it's funny, but you know, it's dope. Yeah, yeah. So then it's just kind of, you know... But before we get like before I get into like what you've been doing lately and and just tell give us like kind of roundabout of who you are like where you from like, okay you know. um so uh, again for those who don't know me I go by the name of Joppa the Great originally from Alexandria Virginia uh, I've been in Augusta for for quite some time so uh, everybody in the city know me everybody in the city love me uh, hopefully anyways if you don't. You're the problem. I about to say that was mad confident. Like, everybody know me. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know, I'd be like, yeah, y'all know what's going on, man. You know what I mean? No, I, oh my, I can't stand up people do that. Boy, you already know who it is. Boy, you already know. Like, no, no, actually, I don't. I don't know what's going on, bro. Like, tell me. Like, let me know. know Not gonna lie to you. No, no. But nah, uh, um, like I said, been here for a long time. Uh, produce, rap, all that good stuff. Um, crazy story. I remember when that little building right there was, they was doing the Augusta Inc. stuff, man. Like, oh, wow. Oh, my goodness. My name was all in there and stuff. Everybody knows I don't like glorified gang stuff, but, you know, my people know who they are, whatever, whatever. And, yeah, my name was all on the wall and, whew, glad I didn't go to jail. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, took a little hiatus um, unintentionally and uh, I was doing terrible in, in that time and uh, I hit up, hit up Jay Paul. I was like, man, let me come drop this song. And I hadn't recorded nothing like a year. And I, I haven't felt better since, you know what I'm saying? So, um, well, just to stay on a little bit topic about just who you are, um, out here, like you, you in school out here, you from out here? At yeah. All? So, like I said, I moved from Virginia, uh, uh, finished high school at Hepsiba, graduated from Hepsiba. Okay. Um, went to Augusta State for a little while. I was like, you're paying for college out of pocket is trash. So I joined the reserves. <laughs> so, I, you know, I've been in the army for the X amount of years and all that stuff. I did all that stuff from here. You know what I'm saying? So, Cor- correct me if I'm wrong, right? So when Cause I, I be in tune with a lot of stuff. I might not always say something, but I, I kind of be. I watch a lot of stuff. You got to in my position to see who you could talk to and stuff like that. Right. So my first time coming across you, you let me know if I was late or you know what time I came across you though. But you're never late. You're always right when you need to be. Okay, perfect. Then cool. <laughs> because I, I I work very closely um every year pretty much with um David Beard and it was homecoming season around that oh, time. Oh yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. The and then you had the home homecoming yeah, record. Yeah. yeah, and that's that was my first introduction to to you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Which was a fire record by the way. Thank you know you, what I'm saying? You. Um so that that was my first introduction yeah. to you. So like wh- wh- when did I come Was it late? Was it So yeah, I mean so I started out, I had a group, um, me and a couple of my cousins had a, a group called a committee. We started out, you know, working with 
with Triller done changed his name so many times. Spilly Ocean, Spielberg, Saudi when he was Triller, when he was off Lumpkin Road. Oh, this is history right here. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah, man. I've, I've been around, man. So, being in there with uh, all the, like, Augusta legends in there recording back in the day. Um, and then I ended up, I didn't, didn't go solo till probably 2017 or so. And, uh, yeah, around that time, it was crazy. A bunch of people that hit me up because of... David and a couple other people had done the homecoming Jones right, club. Right. You know, he do uh, who was it? Glenn Hills, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Glenn, then somebody yeah. did one for Butler, something like that. So a bunch of people, oh, we need one for Hepsible. We need one for Hepsible. So finally, I was like, all right, man, whatever, I do it. I made a post. I was like, yo, if you want a shout out on this Hepsible homecoming song, hit me up. I wrote this on in like 15 minutes. Um, went cool, to my dog cool, Nico. Cool, cool flex. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do, deal. I do this, man. I'm not, I ain't, I ain't gonna lie and be like, oh yeah, I just punch in, shout out, I don't be writing nothing. I write stuff, <laughs> but it just doesn't take me a long time because I'm good. <laughs> but uh, so I, I write the zone or whatever. I go do the song. Um, my dog Marcus Adams. Um, he shot the video. Shot the video with a cell phone. He shot like four or five of my videos just with a phone. Oh damn! Yeah. And um, I hit a bunch of people up. I was like, man, y'all come be in the video. You know, folks love to be like, yeah, I'm gonna be there. Yeah, I got you, bro. I got you. Definitely. Don't show up. All right, cool. The joint ended up going crazy. I was in Walmart like a week after the joint dropped. 75-year-old white lady. Hey, you're the young man who did the Hemsworth song. We Nobody's ever done nothing for us. And, like, that keeps happening. <laughs> where, where that accent come from? That's, that's, the, that's my 75-year-old Hemsworth white lady accent. And I practiced that in the mirror before I came. I was like, I'm going to kill him with the old white lady accent. But, uh, yeah, like my friend Eric that was in the video, the white guy that was in the video, he, he literally works in stores and stuff. Somebody came up to him, when you in a video? Like, it, it literally kind of took on a life of its own. And right. Now, every homecoming season, it you know it popped back up and just started going crazy for a few weeks. What was that feeling like for you? Because um, I, I I would assume and just I'm just being transparent, be real. I would assume that um maybe it was mixed because I, I know you got people like I think when when something's successful and you kind of see one person I think or you feel like one person is doing that when like yeah I think I think uh, Shardy P and well I don't know to go by Shardy P no more but Shardy. Um, he, I, I know his real name, so it's hard to call rap about right, it. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, I know him yeah. for real. <laughs> I want to call him a rap name, but I, a right. real name, but I, I don't want to. But do I know, that. yeah, I know Sharpie. Yeah. And he did one, and then like you did one, and pre- and people like those as well. You yeah. know what I'm saying? But you also always have that that uh that other side that's like, oh, they copying this person, they copying that person. But technically speaking, it's just a song you making for a homecoming. It's not right, like right, right, right. they were I, the first person ever doing in life. I didn't get right. Yeah, yeah. There's nothing new in the sun, anyways. But I didn't get any flack for that. But the only, you know, negative stuff I had was like the the young heads that was in Hepsi at the time and stuff like, oh, what are you talking about? But that didn't bother me any because gotcha. at the end of the day, they it's like the, the, the youngest don't really understand like when you're still sharing stuff. So like right. you're still helping me regardless. Yeah, you know what I'm yeah, yeah, so yeah. like you're giving me traction. So I appreciate it. So like it was a whole bunch of like younger people that were in high school when it dropped that was like talking down or whatever when it came out but I'm like yeah you still sharing it so, I don't know it, it, let me know if it's just me if you, I don't mind you saying it to me if I, if I just if I'm yeah. slow cool but I, I, I think I, I seen somewhere that's like you know homecoming is not even for the current students it's right. for people that's coming back home right and like, that's 100% <laughs> what it is for you know what I'm yeah, saying so when you, you're not talking to them it, at all it, exactly it literally <laughs> wasn't for them but it's okay you know what I'm saying like uh, you know opinions are like buttholes everybody have them and they stink right so it's not for me to be mad at somebody's opinion. I'll never be one of the people that's like, oh, you a hater because you have an opinion different than mine. You know what right, I mean? Right, right. So, yeah, it was cool. I, like I said, they shared it, so I appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? What's your thoughts on homecoming? Like you said, you're up to Hesper's. Like, Hesper's like, not saying that they eyeball out, but it's like a, I don't know, it's not not a cult 
black school, quote unquote. You know, it's yeah, like, but it, so it wasn't. And even when I got there, it was like very. I don't, I don't know if it was fifty fifty, but it was very. You know, it, was, it, was, it wasn't predominantly white, but it wasn't just all white or all right, black. Right, but right. it was still. I, I think it was still a vast majority of white folks when I we you know when I went or whatever. But now when I go, it, I, it really seemed like it's more of us out there than anybody. Well, I think now, too, a lot of schools, you can kind of pick where you want to go. And yeah, when we was yeah, going, the, it was the like... smart choice thing or whatever it's yeah. called, where you can kind of, you know, maneuver. Long story, lazy. What school you want to go to, we can say you can go to. We right. can go there now. So, you know, it's, it's a different world now. But I've, I've always been one of those people. Like, all right, so um, in the, I remember in the song, I was like... I was cool with Elliot. He had a violin case, right? And it was a guy named Elliot Hart who had a violin case. And he was, you know, one of the outcast people or whatever. I was cool with him. Like, mm. one, I always felt like, and I'm not saying this about him, but I always felt like I'd be cool with everybody because if somebody comes shoot up school, they're not going to shoot y'all. <laughs> I'm not finna pick on nobody. I'm not finna bully nobody. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, and it was cool because, like I said, he was one of the people that, you know, wouldn't wasn't considered cool, wasn't an in-crowd person. He was my dog. I'm going to hold the door for him. I'm, you know, I sit with him at lunch sometimes, stuff like that. So when I made the song, his brother reached out to me. He was like, yo, you know, Elliot loves that. He appreciates that because nobody ever woo woo. Yeah. So I was like, hey, man, that's my dog, man. All love to everybody. So, yeah, man, I'm not. That's dope. Yeah. But, but, but with your background, right? So from, from what I'm gathering from you, too, like with your background, um, you kind of. You kind of got a background with just penmanship, like you write a lot yeah, and, and, and stuff like absolutely. that. So how was it like just being in a group versus like going solo? I know you went solo later on, but like, yeah. Tell me, tell me what that group life was like. Um, I only asked that question because I, 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 I was, I work alone, as you can see. It's right. Just me, right? <laughs> Very nice establishment. By yeah, the way. I, I try. You know, I try. But you know, it's I, I, I've, I found that in a group sometimes there's so many opinions, so many. Uh, it might be egos, maybe not be egos. Who knows? Right, right, right. Um, so many different emotions, you know. And then you got to watch how other people feel and your yeah. opinions like that. So like, what's what's that group like when you when you when you making art though? Yeah. So for for hours because I was we were all very accepting of each other's art. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's you know pen game is not going to be as sharp as everybody else's. In our case, they were all sharp, but in you know in different ways. But the biggest problem was never that because, like, I, I don't use profanity in my music. I cuss in conversation. I cuss in the regular world. But if I'm in front of, if I'm expressing my art, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because music to me is art and is my art. I feel like I have a robust enough vocabulary where I can express my art without, you know, using obscenities. So that way I can reach a, you know. I, I know what it means, but real quick, tell people what robust means. <laughs> Robust is just another word for big, and you know the, the overarching word for just large and ro you know rotund and. I, I I and I hate to put off air stuff on on air, but um, <laughs> outside us, you know, you just talking to your son before we started, right? Right, right, right. right. And you used the word. Oh yeah, yeah. And I was like, yo, that's dope. He's using big words. Not oh yeah, to, yeah, no, nah, yeah. I don't. I treat, you you could have said a lot. Yeah, my my you know? <laughs> yeah, I, my my son and daughter, they both, you know, they well, as far as vocabulary concerned, they are you know exceed standards. And that's because I will say things like, you know, you have copious amounts of things to clean up. Our copious, room. that's what it was. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So. I, you know, I talk to them like people and that's, you know, I feel like a lot of people mess up. They'd be like, they talk to kids like kids mm -hmm. and then kids end up picking up that. And I'm like, nah, you're a human. You're going to, you're not going to be eight your whole life, son. So I'm going to talk to you like you're a human Makes being. Sense. <laughs> Makes sense. I, 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 I just thought that was dope. Now yeah. I'm picking it up. I'm picking it up. It's just dope. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But, uh, yeah. So, um, you talking about this, you know, the group thing, like writing. Right. So as far as, like I said, the biggest issue that we had with the group was the financial obligations. It was never the, 
being accepting of each other's art. I made all the beats, so um, everybody was able to, they had their input on production or whatever. Oh, I need a beat like this. We need a beat like that. So that was easy. You know what I'm saying? The, uh, everybody, we we all were like, all right, we're going to divide this. I'm not doing all the hooks. You're not doing all the hooks. We need diversity for that sake. I do two hooks. You do two hooks. You do two hooks. You do two hooks. And then we would like literally go around like that. Um, we had uh, singers. We had, you know what I'm saying? It, it was great. The music that we made sonically was, was dope and, you know, kind of ahead of its time because some of the stuff, like I had just released a record randomly that we did in like 2011, maybe. Yeah, I think it was right after I got back from Goodfellow. So 2011. And that joint was like, you know, going crazy as far as like my, my streams and stuff is concerned. Like people yeah, actually yeah. gravitating towards it. So we made good music, but the it was two people foot, footing the bill for five people. And it wasn't, you know. Gotcha, that gotcha. Was not, that was the, not the Are y'all all cool now? Yeah, or? yeah, absolutely. Okay. Like I said, we're literally family members. You know what I'm saying? So it's like it was, and it was never a beef thing. It was just kind of like. Just fed up. The two of us that were footing the bill was like, yo, I'm not about to keep footing the bill. So then it <laughs> yeah. was just, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was all it was. So we just ended up doing our own endeavors musically, but I'm the only one that's kind of like stuck with it because like I said, I do produce. So, you know. You got So in your background, like I know you said you went to school and stuff like, so I seen, I don't know if you want to talk about it now, but I seen you was in the military or what you yeah, were in the military. Yeah, okay. yeah I'm, still, I'm still in the reserve. So I'm glad I was able to come in. I got drilled this weekend, so I got a beard now. So I'm thankful for that because <laughs> I look like I'm 12 and I got a butt chin and everybody <laughs> has a tendency to talk about that. All of my, my wonderful, wonderful friends. But with friends like these niggas, who needs enemies? You know what I'm saying? But yeah, so, as soon as I shave, I got... All the butt chin jokes coming, so so. But and I, I I I don't know how to ask this question. I don't want it to come off as me being funny, but like, how many people? And I don't know if you did music before you went in the military or afterwards. Yeah, but yeah. um, I only know of and I, I, if I'm wrong, let me know of one like successful like um, and I come, of course the success is like determining what you want to do. But I'm talking about like just big time, right? Um, tricking if you got it. That song. They was like, it ain't yeah, tricking yeah. if you got. It. They was in the military, to yeah. my knowledge. Right. That's the only group like people I know that was nah, in the military. So, so mystical was in the military. And he dropped. Uh, so he he left out once he blew up. Yeah, yeah. Well, he like you, as far as being in the military simultaneously, I'm not sure. Okay, okay. But I do know, like I said, me being a reservist is a little different because I'm in control of my destiny as far as where I am. And you oh, know so what you saying? never you never was full throttle. No, no, no. I've been active duty, but it okay. was st even still it was as a reservist, gotcha. meaning I was on order. So like I was active duty on Fort Gordon for like three years because I chose. I'm like, yo, y'all got some orders for me on Fort Gordon. Yeah, all right. Cool. Got orders to just work. You got some work. Right. So that way I'm okay. literally in uniform Monday through Friday, but I'm here on Fort Gordon. I wasn't gonna up and get shipped to Alaska or something like that. Gotcha. And that make it a little more like being active duty make it a little more difficult because say somebody gets stationed at um say somebody in the Air Force and they get stationed at uh Dobbins Air Force Base in Atlanta. So they and they're doing music. It's like, hey, yeah, I'm in Atlanta. And then the Air Force is like, surprise, nigga, you're going to Alaska. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. You so know you got to change. You're going, you're going to Germany. You know what I'm saying? Now you've it changed kind of stuff. Exactly. Yeah. So okay. being a reservist is a little bit different. You know what I'm saying? So you got more control where you where you can right, be at exactly. and stuff like that. Okay. I'm just doing my one weekend a month and my two weeks out of the summer, and then other than that, I'm you know what I'm saying. So how's that like transition like though? Like uh, from uh, being a civilian and yeah, military life. Yeah. It, man, so all my active duty people, when y'all see this. Y'all gonna think I'm crazy, but when you talk to other reservists, listen to me. Y'all think it's easy being a reservist. It's actually significantly harder because at the end of the day, I work at least two more days a week, I mean a month, than you do. I literally have a regular Monday through Friday job. Then one weekend a month, I gotta shave, put on a stupid uniform, I gotta do PT, I gotta, you know what I'm saying, all <laughs> this kind of stuff. And then I do that for the weekend and then I turn it back around and go right back to my regular job. So, you know what I'm saying? 
it sucks, but it is what it is. Benefits outweigh the, you know what I'm saying, the negatives. But. Was you an ROTC in school or something like that? No, nah, ab- absolutely not. The crazy thing is I used to, you know, not pick on, but I would jive on, the, you know, the folks in the pickle suits and all that kind of stuff. And the pickle suits? That's, what you know, the, 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 the dress <laughs> greens. That's what okay, we call them, the okay. pickle suits. You know what I'm saying? The dress uniform. But, man, like I said, I, uh, me, me and my cousin Jay, we literally joined, like, at the same time. He graduated a year after me, but we ended up joining at the same time because, like I said, I went to Augusta State. And I was paying for school out of pocket. My parents had paid, and I paid them back. And I was like, "Yo, this is this is booty. I'm not. I don't. I don't like paying for school." <laughs> so then I ended up. He was like, "Man, I'm finna join the army. They finna pay for my school." I was like, "All right, cool. Let's get it." <laughs> and that's how I ended up joining the reserve. So, um, I want to so give it just saying on music, like music, like so. Like I know you said you've been doing it for a long time. You've written. So like, what was the scene like? I, I, I do you feel like for the height of it for you? Yeah, back um, back then. Um, like in Augusta, just in general, Cause I wasn't, I wasn't around, I wasn't around, but I wasn't around in, in this form in, right, at right, that right. time. Um, yo, it was there was actually a time because now I feel like it's the saturation level is so high, and the entry level is is so high. You know, there's so many, there's so many artists that it's so much harder to keep up with. But there was a time when you know what I'm saying, like it was only a couple of you know, four man groups out there. So when, you know, when the committee, when we as the committee were doing our thing, you had like us, you had like BFA, you had like Swamp Click, you had stuff like that. And, you know, we would all be cool. And if it was a show, we was going to go do a showcase. If it was something close, some in Columbia, we going, some in, in Atlanta, we going. And it was, it was, I feel like it was a little more camaraderie. Mm-hmm. And it was, uh, you know, we literally, I remember being at the, at the grocery store with, um, I use rap names with Hallboy and uh and Mojo and like some little kid was like, Oh man, y'all y'all the committee, y'all like that song woo Cause you know, we put out a project and it was, you know, yeah. we, we pressed up like five thousand of them and you know, was actually putting them out there in the streets and stuff. So at that time, you know, when CDs were still a thing, like it I feel like it was a little more camaraderie. But now the this whole mentality of there's only enough money for me and there's only enough attention for me and there's only enough starter for me. Yeah. I feel like that's kind of messed up a lot where a lot of people don't don't work together the same. You know what I'm saying? I definitely can see that. I'm, I'm being around a lot of artists. You know, you see it and talking to artists, you you hear it sometimes. Um, um, but <clears throat> I want I want to ask a different question at one point. But just to stay on the topic of of this the scene. So. How do you feel about like just that that era of the selling CDs? Or in fact, just scratch that rapping. Like I feel like at one point, not saying it was ever like the cool thing to do. Yeah. But if you say you're a rapper, people kind of took you a little more serious. Now it's almost like you want to. Right. Even for me, like in podcasts, it's the same way a little bit because everybody doing it now. Right. Kind of like you don't. I don't lean in with that. Yeah. It's like, yeah. like I want you to. Say, I want you to say you know me from that. And but then I also feel like I have to somewhere in my pocket tell you how I'm different than the other people you may know of as yes, whatever definitely. you know yes. subject podcast or <laughs> rapper right. whatever. Yeah. And it's hard to do that. Without sounding like you're saying, "Hey, look, I'm better than them." Right. But I, I'm not, I never say that. I just, right, right, right. I feel like you got you got to separate. You what, yeah. You have to find a way to differentiate yourself. And as you can see, I'm literally out here with monarchs on. You know what I'm saying? You <laughs> got the dash shoes on. Not a single person is gonna come in here with some air Well, actually, I'm gonna make these notes cool. So Nike, when y'all see this, y'all go ahead and cut the check because your boy is bringing monarchs to the masses and not just 45 year old dads. With their shirts tucked in like myself right now, you know. Hey what I'm man, saying? they might sign you. They let Kyrie go. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Just keep your mouth shut. I know, you y'all, I know, I know y'all need somebody. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> y'all, y'all get these monarchs flying off the shelf, baby. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. Like I said, when like you said, when I, I'll, I'll meet somebody 
and you know they'll be talking about music or something. I'm like, I don't feel like you know what I'm saying. Like I don't yeah. even want to say nothing or whatever. And then usually it ends up, it ends up coming up. Like my kids are super proud. My wife is super proud. My parents are super proud. So they'll like one time my mother was at a uh, Whole Foods and uh, she ran into Ludacris. She like Facetime me or whatever, and she was like, <laughs> she was like. My baby raps too. My baby does music too. You know what I'm saying? Hey, I'm shout like, out to your mom. That's, yeah, that's you know dope, what I'm saying? Man. I'm like, thanks, mom. She was like, you don't know his name's Joffrey the Great. And I'm like, you know, I appreciate the fact that you feel like Ludacris know who I am. <laughs> but now inversely, so um, TK and Cash are both, you know, like those like my little brothers. So when they were signed to DTP, I was around them a couple times, but not enough to where I was, you know, Joffrey the Great. Right, I was right. just a guy that was with TK and Cash at the time. You know what I'm saying? So, but to her, she was like, you was around my baby, so you better know who he is. You know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> But even that, I must, I want to stay on that for a second. Even that, like, how was, and I try to ask artists this a lot, because y'all, y'all be around so much and you be so close to so many things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I, I think comparing it to basketball is the same because, like, you have, you'll be in AAU. Right. And you'll be playing against somebody and they be in the NBA next and thing, you know, right? League, yeah. And it's like, you kind of was close to that because you uh-huh. might have been, right been giving you this dude buckets. Could have been giving him, yeah, could have been giving him the business. But he, and he, but and he made whatever it. reason, he yeah. made it, right? So, and you as an artist and you're around, you know, TK and, and, and he doing what he's doing now. Yeah. And then the ludicrous and, and stuff like that. Maybe you're not as, as quote unquote job of the great, but you right there. Like you right. in them sessions, you in them rooms. Right. What them rooms like? What do you learn from them kind of rooms and, and what do you um, experience? A, a lot of stuff is just how to carry yourself, you know what I'm saying? Like, regardless of the situation, be yourself. I've never been, fortunately, I've never been a starstruck person. So those kind of situations never mess me up. And I've seen those kind of situations mess people up where somebody be too male groupie, because that is a, a, a humongous thing, is dudes being male groupies. Like, I always thought, I always, you know, you hear people talk about it and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, whatever. No, niggas be male groupied out. Walling and out. That, that will mess you up, you know what I'm saying? But, the only time I was ever starstruck was when I met Marvin Sapp. That was it. You know what I'm saying? So um, why him? Like, what, what, what? I don't know. It just, it just <laughs> messed me up. Like I'm a big gospel music person uh, to begin with. So there was a tour with um. It was <laughs> yeah. My bad. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I thought you said Warren Sapp. No, <laughs> I was like, Mar- <laughs> no, no, Marvin Sapp. I was like, what you starstruck for? Made it, Marvin Sapp. Yeah. Okay. There you so go. Uh, yeah, it was a gospel music tour, and I actually had a jacket. It was signed by Donnie McClurk, Donnie McClurkin, Yolanda Adams, Kirk Franklin. Um, uh, Fred Hammond and Marvin Sapp, and for whatever reason, when I met Marvin Sapp, I got kind of stuck. I don't know why. I don't. I don't even know what happened that day. You know what I'm saying? But hey, it happened, bro. Yeah, yeah, it happens to the best of us. You never would have made it, man. But uh, <laughs> I mean, hey, that, that that's a dope song. Like, yeah, you made that, That's like one of the top. That's yeah, exactly. Genre, gospel genre, songs genre, genre all crossing time. gospel songs. Yeah, yeah, like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what kind of music you listen to. You know, never would have made it. Yeah, you know definitely. But um, yeah, man. So like I said, being in those rooms, um. Like, being yourself goes a long way. But I think you kind of got to be a good self, too. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Like, not to, like, you know, big up myself like I already have a bunch of times because I'm amazing. But, um, <laughs> like, uh, I worked on a couple of records with Jazzy Faye because, so P-Nice is a friend of mine. Well, Ugly Money Nietzsche. I'm sorry. He's, he's, Philip is a friend of mine. And uh, he was with 8-Ball and MJG with Push Management. Right, right. So I was, you know, I was staying in Atlanta. I helped build Mercedes-Benz Stadium. So I was up there for a couple of years. And uh, I was working, I was with him like every single night. So he was, because Ball and G's manager was Jazzy Faye's manager at the time okay. or whatever. So they're all cool. How did that work though? Like getting, like, I tell you, you get credit for those? Like, you, do you get, like, you yeah, well, I mean, the, the record never, you know, materialized. It was like for an artist that he had, and I think he ended up not, not messing with him no more or whatever, whatever. But I mean, it was just, it was just dope for the experience. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And if, it was one of those things where 
if it would have took off and I didn't get any visible credit as long as he would have known so that way I could have made it materialize into something else, I'd have been cool with it. You know what I'm saying? That's dope. But it, it never materialized to that level. But it was just cool that, you know, I was able to be in a room with, put input on, and work, you know what I'm saying? But I asked these questions because um I know people... I know the cool thing to say is you don't care about accolades. Oh, the no, cool no, thing, that's, yeah. Everybody's, oh, I don't care about, I don't care about. I care. But I definitely. Me being in the, what I what I am in the city today, and and just how media works today, like, oh, this artist is the big, this artist is the top five, this artist is this. When you hear artists that saying they was in these room with these top people in the world, artists right. like, they, you know, he brought, he gave you Sierra, he gave you, uh, uh Petey, he did work with Peter Pablo, right? Um. What's that other group, Outcast, man? anybody. It's like, you name group. anybody. Phil uh, uh, Mob. Like, yeah, Phil, anybody. They, they yeah. had a good run. These are like, yeah. these These are legends. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Those accolades matter as well, but it's not something you're going to know unless you you talk about it. You see what I'm saying? Right, 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 right. So even when people are talking about, like, even when you do the homecoming record, like, oh, he this, he this. Who is this? They know who he is. They know JFA know who he is. You know what I'm saying? Right, like, right, you know, right, you know? right, right, right. Yeah, so yeah. like, and I'm not saying that to say, like, that means this person is better, but them accolades, it's a lot of accolades that go, that go unspoken because right. people don't just brag about it. It's just like, I'm yeah. doing what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm just writing. I'm just, right. And that, yeah, and that was always my thing is, you know, I, I can brag, but I'm, I'm an extremely humble person in regards to things I've done or people I've been around and, you know, you know, shoulders I've, you know, rubbed against so on and so forth. So it's, it's never been something that I'm like, yo, I got to go out my way and tell these people, oh, I've done this, I did this, I did that. Because yeah. I've done things, and then, like I said, if it doesn't materialize, it don't matter. But like I did, you know, did, did a couple beats for B.O.B. Um, this was like right after the Earth is Flat thing started, so he wasn't really yeah. putting out music or whatever, you know what I'm saying? But um, Perfect timing. Yeah, right, I know, right? <laughs> yeah, like shout out to my homie KD. He the one that like put me in the room and, you know what I'm saying, at, uh, at Hustle Gang Studios, which had like Hustle Gang. No genre, which is B.O.B. label and another label like up under, I think like Dro had his own label or something. All the studios in the same place in Atlanta. When you think about like the the idea, I'm going to say the idea because it's making it is, is different to different people. Just yeah. like success is different to different right, people, right, right? Right, right? When you think of the idea of making it like America would say, you know, I guess selling records or, you know, getting yeah. signed, I guess slave deals, whatever, you know, just making <laughs> right. it right. Um, but because <laughs> but, everybody's idea is so messed up. Yeah, man. But no. you think of the idea of making it um, like, how, how many artists do you, in, or yourself do you feel like day by day or just uh, situation by situation by situation you be so close to that sometimes where it's like you say you're writing for this person but it never materialized but yeah. that record could easily be a record well you know what let's, let's get this to Sierra let's see how this works and then it go off and it's go like crazy, right? you're that close to a record just going off for you right but how important how important is it to not think that way in that in that mindset um when you the first couple of times you get closer you be around something it drive you crazy because you sit and you thinking like oh yeah this it this it this yeah. it this is it nigga this is it we out here you know what i'm saying <laughs> but then it doesn't turn into that and you're in the same place and then so after that happens a couple of times then it's like okay if it materializes it does if it doesn't it's not going to stop me from working you know what i'm saying does it ever get like discouraging at all yeah definitely like i said man i hadn't recorded i hadn't dropped a song i literally hadn't even recorded a song i hadn't recorded a song in over a year and I had made a beat in like seven, eight months. Hmm. And it was, I didn't realize that I was depressed. You know what I'm saying? Like music is a very big part of me. So even if nothing ever comes to fruition, one, my son, whom is eight, he uh, produces and raps. And he, you know, just from watching me for X amount of years from like ages, you know, infancy to five, he was like, okay, I'm watching, I'm watching, I'm watching. So, but when he turned like five and a half, six, he started making beats. Yeah. So we actually um, produced a song on my upcoming album that uh, literally the only thing, my homie John John was at the house. 
So he can, you know, vouch for the fact that my son made the entire beat other than he didn't have a solid like 909 kick. So I put like a solid kick drum on there to give the 808 some, you know, some punch to it or whatever. And then I organized it into a beat. So I arranged it, but I didn't make, I didn't add a single key to that beat. You know what gotcha. I'm saying? I, I literally put, uh, you know, an established artist on there, a dude out of Philly named Ab Lava, who is his, uh, the biggest thing that people would know him from was he, he, him and Pusha T are friends. So he'd be on like every single push project, okay. except for uh, it's almost dry. But he'd be on every single push project. Is that Ab Lava? Yeah, Ab Lava. Yeah. So he was on this song. He's Muslim. Yeah, definitely from so, Philadelphia. So it makes sense. So um, the uh, the song, hot damn, it's a new day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he was on that song. The, the real tall dude in the video in the second. Oh, I, like, I like his verse. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know you know him. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, pop, yeah. Pop, got you, homie. Yeah, yeah, him. yeah, yeah. So. So I got him on the song, and my son, That's like dope. I said, literally, you know, I got my son talking on the song. He got a little, he freestyled at the end. So I'm like, now you got a production credit. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you're six years old. And time. that's why I talk about success, because, like, I wonder, like, as, a, as an artist, like, is success, like, you getting signed, getting a deal? Or is it, like, you, <sighs> you having that impact and, like, you, you, you see, this is you. This is a, a another form of you. Right. And now it's, like, you able to either push that or, or make mistakes so that this so that your yeah, seed can, you don't have can, to deal yeah, with yeah you know what I'm saying right is that success like it's it's all right it's all success, subjective success is definitely objective and I to, for, to me what I want in music I want to be I definitely want the money a lot of people you know they won't admit it why don't you hit cuz I love it I love it too but I definitely would love it even more hey man power be off lots man. of money from it, you know what I'm saying I'm trying to tell you but I I don't want to be you know bound to contractual obligations as far as music is concerned I want to make the money. I would rather be like a currency or a, a Starlito or something. You know what I'm saying? Like these folks are comfortable. These folks tour. These folks are doing good and not, you know, stuck up under the, the mighty, mighty thumb of some major that makes it to where they can't drop. Right. Stuff. Right. And they, they, to me, they realized that, uh, your music is your, is your commodity. Right. So, if you have a fan base that wants the commodity, give them what they want. Mm. And that's how they eat. You know what I'm saying? So I just want to be to that point where I have a fan base to where I give them exactly what they want. And that helps me to the point where my family's taken care of. Before I get into the next question, because I do want to, you touched on something I want to get into. But before I get into that, um, I wanted to ask you, because we talked about it off air a little bit too. But um, like, your, what's your thoughts on interviews? Like, I'm not going to lie. So... And I'm going to be transparent and, you know, be yeah. honest on here because that's just how I like to do. You're going to keep it funky, right? Yeah, I try to. So, like, I'm not going to lie. I really don't answer messages a lot. I, yeah. I ain't going to lie. I really don't, right? Yeah. But I already knew who you was. Right. So, when we spoke, I'm like, all right, you know, cool. But I'm, I work. I work 12 hours a day. So, I'm just, I ain't really thinking, you know. But then, like I told you, I got a certain certain system where it's, okay, I can do artists this, that, and third. I really try not to do artists. I'm not going to lie because they don't really give great interviews. <laughs> <clears throat> just keeping it real with you. Yeah. And that, that, that leads to my question, though. Like, we used to talk about that, like, what do you think an artist's approach or how do you feel like as an artist your approach should be on interviews because I think sometimes people come and want to do an interview and they just want to be cool. They want yeah. to look cute. They see, no disrespect, no uh, brand at all, but they see off the porch. Right. They see sometimes Vlad. They see sometimes these uh, these other smaller because you be the camera, you got good footage, cool. Right. And they just smoking and talking Yeah. and they thinking that that's what's going to happen here. You see it's a business. I can't just have you smoking there for one. Right. You know, but I also feel like, it, it, at least for me, when I'm putting out, I want it to be where it helps that person. I hate to charge somebody and they interview them and then it don't help you at all. It's like, I feel right. like I robbed you. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I, the, the approach to interviews, like what, as an artist, if you can give any kind of um, help or help, you know, 
point is to them. I feel this. like some people need some media training. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Now, if that's not available to you, if you don't even know who to go to, find somebody in your circle. Because I, I, you know, a lot of times I, all my friends come to me for writing papers. My mother-in-law, she hit me up and need a paper, you know what I'm saying, for school or something. You know what I'm saying? You got the vocabulary words. Exactly. So find somebody that you know that has a grasp of the English language. Get with them. Do some mock interview questions. Practice. The the biggest thing that will help an artist, because like you said, we talk about this off camera. I respect the artist completely differently if they do an interview and they, they give a good interview. People that just show up and they just be... You know what I'm saying? So I like, you know what I'm saying? Fuck that shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, only, you know, like, that is not, this is, you're in the entertainment business, and everything you do should be entertaining on some level. Mm-hmm. An interview should be entertaining. Even if it's not funny, it's, you should still be, you the, the watcher and the listener should be able to be captivated enough to where they want to continue to listen to the interview to see what you got to say next. You showing up. Showing up drunk, showing up high, showing up trying to purvey that you are drunk and high, showing up with <laughs> alcohol, show, showing up with drugs to get drunk and high, to do the interview. None of those are good things because it's not entertaining. Like, if all you're trying to do is show other drunk and high people that you can be drunk and high too, that's not going to be very helpful because usually those aren't even the people that are, you know, buying music and being supportive of brands and stuff mm-hmm. like that anyway. You know what I'm saying? So get but with somebody I, that can help you as far as, Talking, <laughs> and I feel like like just for, I'm I'm trying to stop saying I feel like I gotta get around you. I gotta get some more words for you. <laughs> I'm gonna hit you up with some words. Hit me, man. I got um, it. I ain't gonna say I feel like. I'll say this. Uh, in my experience, oh, that's there we go. There we there go. There we go. There we go. Done for that one. In my experience, I love that man. I might not. I might just stop now. <laughs> in my experience, though, um, I I I just think that artists, when you do an interview, you should definitely cater your interview to. Hey, this is me speaking. And this is why you should listen to my music. Right. It should always gear someone to either being intrigued about you, whether it's your right. music, your brand, what you stand for, or something like 100%. that. If I watch an interview and, I, and all I can say is, okay, he know how to roll a blunt, he, he smokes weed, and he drinks. Oh, that's my friend. My, my yeah. neighbor down, down the street do that. Right. You, you know? show up with Hennessy, and then somebody watching is a douce drinking. They're like, well, I ain't finna rock with him. I know, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they don't think of anything that can go left. Or you could lose a brand. like You you brand you brand yourself up here, whatever exactly. it may be. So yeah. it's a lot of... It's a lot of it's a lot that goes into that, but right. like I said, my experience, I, I definitely be wanting um, artists just to. That's why I ask like personable questions. I might ask about your your social media posts. I be trying to get people to engage in the person, right? So that they can say, you know what, dang, let me go. Check I guarantee music out. you, after this, somebody that you know is a, a part of your fan base because this is you know your when you're doing interviews, you're crossing fan bases. Yep. So I guarantee you, somebody from your fan base will watch this and be like, yo, this dropper dude. Let me check out his music. Let me right. see if his music. Is as entertaining as his interview was, and that and that's that be my goal all the time. Even if somebody come up be cocky, I had right. shout out to my guy. I had Trues up here. Yeah, I don't think Trues is cocky, but I, I know we can come up that way because that's like an uh, up northern kind of vibe right, right, type right. thing. Hundred percent. Yeah. But I think people seen that interview and said, "Let me go check this music out." Exactly. He now he wasn't really crazy about the interview. I guess he had a problem with some some questions I asked, which is fine. But I think that in hindsight, what he didn't get from that was the fact that. People hit me up and like, okay, I see why he talk what he talk. He can rap. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but that's like stuff he, you don't see. Those accolades exactly. you don't see sometimes. You, you listen to the interview like, dang, this dude, boy, he, right, he, think, right. he, he think his shit don't stink. Right. And then you go watch the interview. I mean, then you go listen to his music. like, okay, well, never mind. He, he's he got bars. Yeah, he getting he, off. Yeah, you know exactly. what I'm saying? So, yeah. But um, you mentioned something a little minute ago. 
And I wanted to kind of touch on that. You was like, you didn't make music for a while. You know, you felt like you were depressed. So like, where have you been? Like, what 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 was the reason for the hiatus? Like, man, I I had just been working. I mean, did a whole lot of working out of town. I was working in Virginia and, and commuting back and forth when I was off and stuff. So that way I wasn't, you know, not with my family and stuff. And you know, just just going through a lot like pandemic time frame. You know, just kind of messed up a lot of whatever, whatever. And I was just like, man, I just ain't worried about it no more. It ain't turning nothing in this time frame. I ain't worried about it no more. Woo woo. But like I said, I, I didn't realize that I was depressed because I wasn't getting out my artistic expression. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, right. So once I, when I finally decided, because like I said, I literally made the beat for Father Fig. I made that beat a year and a half ago, two years ago. And I had wrote the song a year ago plus. And then it was finally, like I said, I finally was like, let me get back to recording. Because I have a stash. I have a, you know, a cache of music that is unreleased. So I literally was like, I need to drop something. So I just randomly dropped, like I said, a song from like 2011. People liked it, right? So now I was like, man, let me go record something. So now I went and recorded and then dropped it. And as soon as I let people hear it, everybody was like, oh yeah, this is going to go crazy on TikTok. This is the one, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. Literally random people, some some guy hit me up today and I sent it to my father. I was like, uh, look, I don't know this guy from a can of paint. He was like, yo, Love your music, like you're gonna be on top soon. Like this is, you know, this is refreshing. So. How 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 much did it help you to get out of that slump you you, you didn't know you was in to just drop the the, the unreleased song first and man, get that feedback back? That was that was kind of like the the catalyst because I was like, man, I got all this music and this is my commodity and you know it's a, it's a is considered sometimes to be a hot commodity. So let me get it out there to the people. Right. So when I released that zone, the people was like, well, this is on fire. I was like, they was like, I could tell this. Oh, but this is on fire. I listen to it now. So I was like, all right, cool. I still got it. I had it then and I still got it now. You know what I'm saying? So but some, how how important is that for artists that just, I know, like I said, I know people like, like to do be the whole too cool for school. Oh, no, nah, man. Support. How important is that for man, somebody to be like, oh, people affirmation, to be like. Yeah, man. Like I said, I told the dude to hit me up. I was like, man, you don't understand how important this is to me. And I appreciate it because it is discouraging, especially being somebody like me. Like I said, I don't cuss. You know what I'm saying? Right, With, right, right, right. Ooh, excuse me. I don't cuss in my music. I make usually what's considered, you know, backpack music or whatever, whatever. I can make. That Eminem music? Huh? No, not Eminem. Oh, no, okay. no. Like, like, like saying Mad Rose of Bees? No. Nah. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, not all that alliteration. <laughs> I don't I know, in, you got the vocabulary. So I with the Cajun and Blazing. Nah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not Eminemming. But uh, nah, like, so like, you know, a Wale or J. Cole or Kendrick Lamar. Gotcha. For, for every one of those, for, you know, for every big crit, you got 57 futures. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. For, you know, for every one J. Cole, it's 127 young thugs. So, there, it's a whole lot harder to even be received because a lot of times I take something to somebody or, you know, DJ him because a lot of times DJs love music and they'll hear it and be like, man, this is dope. I kind of don't know what to do with it, but it's dope. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. And you just kind of get that all the time. So it gets discouraging in that regard. But like I said, when I dropped that and that was with my group, so it was more like a, you know, more radio stuff and they, you know, they they cussing and, and, and smoking and drinking and all that kind of stuff. I don't do Good those mixture. things. So I rap about not doing those things, but this, it still, you know, comes together and works out well. And people was like, yo, this is fire. So I was like, man, let me let me go ahead and put my, you know, let me put my Air Monarchs back on. There you and, go. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Tie them up real tight and tuck my shirt in and get out here and give <laughs> people what they want. You know what I'm saying? So now here we are back at it. So. That's dope, dog. Like, and I, I, I don't like. I mean, I'm not like, but I don't want to get too much into it. But with dealing with the depression and you being um, 
in the military, do you get any kind of? Did, could you possibly have gotten yeah, any kind man, of free yeah, counseling? Yeah, man. And I, man, <laughs> or did, was it just not noticed? Like, so, like I said, I didn't realize that that was the case. So it wasn't because you know people hear depression and they automatically think, you know, sitting in a dark room, suicide. I hate my life. I hate my mom. I hate my dad. It was nothing like that. I just wasn't myself, and I didn't realize that I wasn't myself until. I put music out and then I realized, I was like, yo, I hadn't been my, I literally had been in a slump for over a year. And like I said, I didn't even realize it. Mm. So the beauty though of the military is if you do need that help is out there, even as a reservist, we had military one. So it's like, if I need, if I needed to tomorrow, go to a counseling session because I need to talk to a counselor. I can literally call 24 hour hotline. Hey, military one. So it's, I'm down bad. I need to talk to a counselor ASAP. Me gotcha. and any of my family members can go for free. You know what I'm saying? So if I needed that kind of help, then it would have it'd have been there for me. But I didn't even know I needed help. You know what I'm saying? But right, the help right. that I needed was to release my music. So And that's dope. That's dope to even uh, you know, see that yeah. within within putting out putting out music. So that's yeah. dope. Um but how like so you you, you work and you you in the you in the you in the yeah. reserve, you're in the military, but you also work, you 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 you're a full time dad. Yeah. Um <laughs> You know the bod shows it uh, <laughs> indubitably. How do you how how do you like balance that work life with music? Um, you just have to accept the fact that you have to divulge times to thing. We all give time to things that we care about, whether you know whether you admit it or not, or whether you realize it or not. I so besides being a husband, a dad, you know, uh, an employee somewhere, a producer, a rapper, I work on cars and race and all kind of stuff. Like I have a YouTube for my music and I have a YouTube for my car stuff. When I work on my cars, like I got a, you know, turbo Hondas, I got a right hand car. I'm not a mechanic. I hate when people say that because they automatically think they're just supposed to hit me up to work on this stuff. I'm not a mechanic. I work on cars. <laughs> me and my friends, uh, my friend Brian Seegers, uh, he's got a shop out way out in the country and that's where all our cars get built. I had, uh, you know, you're, not a, you're not a mechanic. Yeah, you work on cars. I work on cars. And, and, yeah, you know what I'm saying? I'm about to find synonyms for mechanic real quick. Hold on. <laughs> I'm mechanic. I'm pretty sure you know a lot of them, but I'm going to yeah, look at yeah, myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I am mechanically inclined. My mechanical prowess is high. I have the ability to, you know what I'm saying, to work my way around an internal combustion engine with absolutely no issues, but I am not a mechanic. Because all my all my friends already hit me up, hey, job, you change my brakes, bro. Hey, job, you do this, you do that. So I get stuck doing it anyways, but I hate throwing it out there because, yeah, it ends up being, uh, being a thing where they, people feel like they need me so to do this. are stuff. you a machinist? <laughs> Journeyman? I'm <laughs> Craftsman, manufacturer, <laughs> master, repairman, grease monkey. Hey, I don't know what that means, bro. I'm not being racist. I'm just <laughs> all of the well, grease monkey, so on and so. Yeah, that that is a, that is a synonym for uh, for mechanic. But yeah, I I I will acquiesce to grease monkey. I take grease monkey without the monkey part. I'm a, I'm a greaser. I don't know. There is no there's no non monkey version. I don't know either way. Grease monkey just means you work on cars and get dirty and stuff. Yes, I do. So um, I'm a hobbyist as far as automotive okay, hobbyist. are concerned. Yeah. So uh, going fast is fun to me. I, like I literally have a right hand drive car outside. I'm sure you didn't see me get out of it, but the steering wheel was on it. I had an importer from Japan a couple years ago. Oh, so another flex is all good. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. Nothing, nothing crazy. But you, you know don't what I'm saying? Cars. I get, yeah, I just get cars <laughs> sent from overseas. Nothing yeah, crazy. Yeah. Don't we all? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, of course. <laughs> why not? Right. <laughs> but but uh, yeah, man. So like I said, but, but balancing all of those things. I just know that I love doing them, so I just decide to, you know, dedicate time to them. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's really not as hard as people make it seem, but you just can't get consumed. A lot of people, you know, nowadays, it's like gaming. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people will get thrown off of their whatever else 
routine or or game because of video games like a two K a drop and then all your time gets invested in two K. Right. You can't successfully do other things if you're investing all of your time into one thing if you're a jack of all trades. Now, if you're playing 2K and you stream it and you get money from Twitch for streaming, play 2K. Play 2K all day. But if you, you know, you got a family and you got a job and you, you know, you make music and then 2K comes out and you're for 16 days straight, all you're doing is going to work and playing 2K, you're falling behind in your other aspects. Mm. So... That's how I feel about it. You just kind of have to break up the time and do, you know, I'm here having an interview with you. I was at home having dinner before that. Before I was having dinner, I was, you know, making music. And before that, I was out with my son. I took him to a doctor's appointment. Like, you know, you just have to do, you have to accept the fact that you can't divest all of your time into one thing. Yeah, I think, because people ask me that a lot of times, they'll say like, you know, how you do how you do this, how you do that. I'm like, you just got to budget it in. You, you got to do it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Time it's like, it's like me asking thing. like, well, how you, how you pay your bills? Yeah. Well, you, you get a certain amount of money. And you ration you it out them. exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and sometimes the bill comes. Sometimes the bill you don't you don't care about. You might not pay. I don't know. It just that's how it works. That's you know how it works, right? So um, yeah, that I, I definitely I can definitely uh attest to what you're saying as far as like balancing that work, yeah. family, business, music life. I know it's not easy to do though. Right. No. 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 But no. you know. But what? Well, when you balance it's, correctly, it's not it easy starts. at first. Yeah. And then once you establish a, a semblance of a routine, then it becomes easy. You know what I'm saying? Second nature at that point, like. I can rap easily, you know what I'm saying? It wasn't necessarily the easiest thing at first when I freestyle. I'd be, but now, like, if you like, hey, Jop, I need you to come literally come off the top of the dome and give me 16 bars, I can do absolutely no problem. You know what I'm saying? And it's it's just easy now. Speaking of rapping, um, before I get, before I get to the single, I want to get into the album. So okay. the album is it already done? Like album album is done with the exception of. A track that uh, TK is going to be on. It says "Can't Stop the Can't Job." Can't stop the job. Yeah. So, for those who don't know, uh, "Job of the Great" has literally been my moniker since I was like five or six. I remember like when Discovery Channel was new. They there was like a thing on like Alexander the Great, and I thought he was just super dope. And just, I remember the Discovery Channel thing. I don't even remember it, but I remember it was like you know he t- anything he he said he wanted to conquer anything that he could see. So I was like, yo, that is a wonderful way to live. You know, this is what five-year-old me is thinking or whatever. <laughs> so I literally took the name Joppa the Great then. So now it's, it's crazy. Like, I get on Instagram and there's so many woo the greats now. You know what I'm yeah, saying? No, but that right. wasn't the case. And I've been Joppa the Great for so long that I was a Joppa the Great before that, that before that was the case. And, you know, people hear this and be like, ah, whatever. But, like, I remember my friend Dimitri Carney. We were at Basic. And um, my grandmother calls me. Uh, I mean, I called my grandmother because we, we had phone time. So I call her. And then she was like, hello, who's it? I said, it's Joppa. She said, Joppa the Great. Well, hey, grandson. Woo-woo. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, he yeah. was like, nigga, your grandma called you Joppa the Great. I'm like, yes, man. I was like, yeah, this is, this is really a thing in my life. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, man. Can't Stop the Job is literally just my, uh, my kind of like my return because I haven't dropped a, a full-fledged album by myself. I dropped a couple of EPs, but I haven't dropped a full-fledged album in some years. Well, so, how does as an artist? How do you attack um, album mode versus EP mode? Like, what goes? So, how is it different? So usually, when I because like I said, I have a humongous cash. Usually with EPs, what I do is I take stuff that I know is generally more commercially viable or something like that. So it's just like a, a couple of singles. You know, what I'm saying I can throw three or four singles on, uh, or what would be deemed as a single. Gotcha. Throw them on a project, throw it out there, shoot a couple of videos to them. With a with an album. People that <clears throat> appreciate my art 
understand that I'm going to give you words and I'm going to give you, you know, encouragement and I'm going to give you the black man's plight and I'm going to give you, you know what I'm saying? So they, they want those things, but that's not generally something that's going to be dropped individually or, you know what I'm saying? Right. So that is the kind of stuff. All right. I don't know what just happened. Ain't no telling, bro. <laughs> but you know what an album, because you know you can say, oh yeah, that's album music. You know what I'm saying? Like you'll yeah. hear somebody's Hear somebody drop a song and hear somebody, you know, uh, uh, showing some new music off of you. Be like, oh, yeah, that's definitely, that's an album track. That's an album. So I make, on average, I make album music. So it's not hard for me to make an album. Got you. So, yeah. I, I asked, like, the attacking it just because, like, so is the album more, like, would you say it's more, uh, con- like, a, a more of like a concept? So you kind of go make music based on that? Yeah. Or you go in there making all sorts of type music and you just kind of pick from there? Right. So with this situation, it was... It's kind of uh, because it's can't stop the job. Everything is kind of more upbeat. Like it's still kind of a concept. It's not like a concept album, like where you know Good Kid, Mad City, where Kendrick was giving a whole day in the life of a teen in in L.A. It's not like right. that of a concept album. But there's nothing on there that would be considered down or anything because it's like I said, the titles can't stop the job. It is all motivational music. You know what I'm saying? So. That being the case, it is cohesive in the regards of a concept in in that frame, but okay. it's not like I said, it's not a conceptualized album. So uh, you made the album. Did you make the single first or the album first? And I this talking about uh, Father Figure. Yeah, no, I literally just made Father Figure. I've okay. been had like all the stuff on Can't Stop the Job has been done. Like I said, with the exception of the song that uh, that uh, TK is gonna be on, I don't have it back. And then, um, but that's really it. And I wasn't like I had I dropped a single with Project Pat a, probably two years ago now, but um I'm not gonna put that on there because it's been out for so long and it was just standing alone as a single. But um I was even gonna put that on there, but like I said, that was how, how do those records come about? Like how do you get a record with Project Pat? You said it like it was nothing, but it's well, something. You know, Project Pat is like it's Project Pat, right? And you know what's crazy? I reached out to him via social media because he was on like Dirty Glove Bastard or something. He did some you know some platform. Did an interview and he was like, "Yeah, man, if uh, to me, man, it make more sense if you hit me up with the music, cause uh, cause if if I work with independent artists, man, and I charge him a thousand, it's gonna be better than trying to charge five thousand, cause the average person can get five thousand. I mean, average person can get a thousand before they can get five thousand, ten thousand, man. You heard me? So, woo, woo. so I was <laughs> like, that is genius. So I'm thinking, I'm like, I'm gonna reach out to him. Let me see what he say. So you know what I'm saying? He gave me a super good number, and the turnaround was amazing, and he was like, if I do 700 features in a year at $1,000, I just made $700,000 that didn't have to go through a label. Lying. There you go. And, he, and it's significantly easier for him to do that than, like, I reached out to Juvenile and he was like 20000 or something. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's Ooh, absolutely asinine. I like You're it one like of my that. favorite. But yeah, <laughs> not 20000 favorite Juvenile. I'm terribly apologetic for the inconvenience. It's not going to happen from me. So hit up Pat. He hit me back. He did the record. Um, I was gonna try to shoot a video. I didn't have at the time. I didn't have all of the you know the funds that was necessary to go because the appearance price is different than the record. Obviously, price. yeah, so, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but I definitely want to materialize a video. I have a concept for it where I don't have to have them for the full thing. So I'm gonna try to work that out so that way I can finally get a visual for it. But uh, yeah, man, it's super easy. Pat is an extremely cool and humble, easy to talk to dude. That's dope. Yeah. Well, let's get into the single. I want to, I want to, I want to, you know, get to that. Yeah. Single, yeah. Dad Bod. Um, yeah. 
no, sorry, it's father, father figure. figure. Yeah. But it's about Damn. so I I seen your story. I I, I watch I watch a lot. Yeah. So I'm, I'm on your story, and I wasn't really understand like what is he doing? Why is he dressed like this? Right. This is not even how he dresses. And I don't even know you. I don't even know you, right? But I'm saying that's not how he dresses. <laughs> like I've seen that, him. You can tell that this is not you. Like this isn't right. Yeah, I don't I'm understand. like why yeah, he looks, yeah. why he looks so awkward? And I, yeah, you were looking like a dad. So I'm like, but now it's making sense. Now it makes sense. So literally, man, I just decided to, this is this is branding. You know what I'm saying? Like. Remember when the baby was pulling up in places in a diaper and stuff, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is the exact same thing. So, people see this. And and it was crazy, man, because I, I had on a decent fit, man. I had on, like, a, um, uh, the Allen Iverson Georgetown jersey and, like, some camo jeans or whatever. And my Monarchs, right? Because they, they still match because it's, like, navy blue or whatever, right? Great. And the dude was like... Damn son, well you killing them? Uh, you killing them dad shoes? I ain't never seen nobody bust them jumps like that. <laughs> I was like, yes, they're coming, Nike, <laughs> Nike, get ready. I'll be the face of the dad shoe. But um, I decided when I did the song, I was like, this is finna be it. You know what I'm saying? While I'm pushing the single, I'm trying to figure out a way to make it pop on TikTok because that's what. As soon as I let anybody hear it, that's the first thing they say. So I'm like, okay, it's got to be something there to it. Yeah. So I got to figure out how to get it to pop on TikTok. And uh, yeah, man, this is a. Uh, um, how how would you say you formed your your dad bar? Like, was it from the time we were making music? And, and, um, that that actually did have have a lot to do with it. I I and it was crazy because like my mother was like, "Oh, you got a little gut," and all this kind of stuff, and I'm like. Nope, I'm just, you know, I just be busy. I just, you know, <laughs> making excuses, trying yeah, to play yeah. it off, whatever. I'm like, man, it's just, it's just a dad bar, man. Chill out. I'm a dad now. I got dad bar. You know, I got I got, I got kids. Like, let, yeah. leave me alone. Let me live. But then, like I said, I was like, man, let me capitalize on that. I was like, I was like, there's, out of the 8 billion people on the planet, there's, what, 4 billion men, give or take. So, we'll say, you know, 2 billion, 3 billion dads. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That, that can relate and understand. So... I need to work on, I guess, translating this song into multiple languages so it could be hit for other people too. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, I was like, let me, let me, let me give something for the dads because when I made the song, but when I made the beat, rather, it was for a female. You know what I'm saying? Like initially, I made, I was gonna do a song, um, wrote a song for my homegirl, and was just gonna have that, you know, do its thing. But I was like, man, bump that, man. Like I've always been relatable. I. If I got a 95 Honda Civic, I'm going to rap about having my 95 Honda Civic and not rap about a Lamborghini yours because I don't have a Lamborghini. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? So it was a relatable thing, and I'm a relatable guy, so I made a song, and I have a stomach now. And Yeah, I see a little something. something. Yeah, yeah, so it's kinda, now we're here. You know what I'm saying? When you so, do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not ashamed of my dad, boy. My father figure is impeccable. But going into going into like even making even making the record, um, did you, was was the process or the thought process was to make it fun, make it a fun record, make it a record that uh, dads would love, would like, would would be able to listen to. Absolutely, because like I said, I I, I thought about that. Like I said, I was going to do a, a, a do a female record because I, when I wrote it, and then I was like, well, I can do it as a dude, do a female record for a dude. You know what I'm saying? Something that get some some twerking woo woo. But I'm like, yo, it's a billion of those songs. You know what I'm saying? Like, and and for the longest. I felt like, okay, in order to, you got to fit in to to get in, but I'm like, what we like, what we've talked about, it's actually significantly easier to stand out. You just got to be consistent, stand out, and be consistent. Yep. Like if I go somewhere and everybody got on, you know, fake uh, Balenciaga, the big stupid fat shoes with the big yeah. bottoms or the big boots or something, <laughs> that, you know what I'm saying? That they got from. The, the flea market in Columbia or something, <laughs> they all going to look like that. And then 
I get on stage like this, people are gonna be like, man, y'all remember that nigga that had his shirt tucked in and had yeah, on the dad yeah. shoes? You know what I'm saying? That is being normal is actually far more gripping in this industry than fitting in. You know what I'm saying? True, true enough. Everybody would talk about J. Cole going on stage with Crocs on before they talk about, you know, Offset's outfit because Offset wears an outfit like he normally wears, which is, you know, excessive, eccentric, yeah, true. whatever. You know what I'm saying? But then J. Cole show up in sweatpants and Crocs. It's the, and it's, that's it's, what the media going to talk about. It's kind of that less is more mentality. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because people can't really, you know, being normal is relatable. Yeah. There's way more people. All my friends wear sweats and Crocs. Pretty much, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, man, let me let me show people that it's it's cool to be yourself and it's cool to be normal and it's it's okay. Like you don't have to fit into some sort of societal norm that you don't even realize that you're trying to fit into. But um, and and I know that the song is not a super deep song, but with it being titled uh, "Father Figure" and you being a dad, like mm-hmm. I just I guess I just want to know like um how do how do you approach um that being a dad besides the body of course yeah. not not the gaining weight and tucking your shirt in and <laughs> and, 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 and and the nice shoes by the way yeah you know. thank you thank you man Air Monarchs by Nike <laughs> all the older guys wear those <laughs> but um, that's all I see in Aiken yeah super facts they yeah. be fresh Corvette too. owners you know what I'm saying you. this is these is Corvette shoes this is Corvette music right here you know what I'm saying yep. so you got you got a vet in some khaki shorts or some jean shorts. And you tuck your shirt in, you got some Air Monarchs, I'm your guy. I feel you. <laughs> I understand. I'm here those, for you. Those definitely the way your manager that. Yeah, yeah super facts. Yeah, yeah like, let me see one more time. This is when, the, you know what I'm saying, when you get one of these right here, you know what I'm saying, when you get the, uh, I don't appreciate. <laughs> As a matter of fact, where's your manager? Let me let me speak to your supervisor. Oh, yeah. He's the, the man Karen Jones, you know what I'm saying? So, <laughs> the man Karen is funny. Yeah. But, uh. Yeah, as far as uh, being a father, man, like I said, I've, I've kind of got the, the swing of it now. I got two. I got my, my daughter's 11 and my son is eight. Um, and like I said, I just kind of approached it the way my mother, because my mother was the same way with me as far as like speaking and things like that. So I never really had a hard time with uh, as far as transferring information from myself to my kids. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like a lot of people, a lot of parents act like they have a hard time with communication. I don't. Because I've communicated with my children the same way their entire existence. So it's really not hard. You know what I'm saying? And they understand if they get out of line, daddy going to check them. You know what I'm saying? This, this dad bod is ready for some action because his belt will get to swing like booty tang. You feel me? So and they, they feel me. So, yeah, man. It's, I don't I don't know, man. I I hate to be that guy and be like, oh, everything's easy. But it really is not. You know what I'm saying? Life is as difficult <laughs> as you make it. <laughs> and I've done my best to make it not difficult. So Right, right. So like, what, what what kind of expectation you got from got for yourself with the project and, and just what's coming next for you like, as far as everything you're doing? Um, uh, way more visuals, man. Like I, a lot of people will be like, man, I ain't blown yet because well, I can't make any excuses other than my lack of consistency. You know what I'm saying? And it's 100% my fault that I don't have more stuff out. It's 100% my fault that I don't have more videos out. It's 100% my fault that I haven't, you know, pushed things more. It is it, it is difficult because a lot of stuff takes money, especially if you are not making what is deemed commercially viable and you get lucky. Or you get lucky by making something like Father Figure, which I know for a fact whenever it catches fire, like, you know, TikTok and stuff is going to be up. Right. So, you know, if you're not if you don't make something like that, like, you know, one of my conscious songs is not just on average is going to randomly catch fire. You know what I'm saying? But in this day and age, it can. But you just have to be consistent. So. 
you make a good point. I, I, I want to kind of I'm yeah. closing soon, but I want to close with that. <laughs> like, like conscious. So is that the kind of music you make, though? Yeah, man. Like I said, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, like I said, a, the backpack rapper. You know what I'm saying? Like common, but even still, like I said, like common without cussing. And it does. So a lot of times, it's not. I try not to get too deep because I don't want to lose too many people. But I still say stuff like. I had my wife listen to stuff, and I'd be having to explain bars to her. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, I know I'm gonna have to explain this to other people. Like, like literally on the song I got called up, I said I go ham when I stab. That makes me a porcupine, and like literally ham, pork, porcupine. Right. Like, you know, I go ham when I stab. Porcupines have pine needles, and you know what I'm saying. I'd be having to explain this stuff. So Sometimes like, they call it a double entendre. Yeah, definitely double, it. definitely a double entendre. But I, I have to like go back because it'll go over somebody's head. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Or I was like, here I go again, facing the odds, just like even numbers. I know you get it, dog. Don't mean to patronize. Don't mean to condescend, blah, 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 blah. But I'm like facing the odds, like even numbers. Odd numbers touch even numbers yeah. in succession. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, dang, I, dude, was that too much? But then I still, I'm like, I'm still going to put it out there. That's definitely, give, that's definitely giving backpack. Yeah. Because yeah. y'all say, and even y'all simple bar sometimes will go into my head. Exactly. Because of a lack of, like I said, vocabulary or just yeah. knowing a lot of things. So. Right. That is dope. And yeah, when you said, because you first one thing you said, I thought you, I didn't know if you were joking. You had said something on a mic check or whatever. Yeah, at first. yeah, and oh yeah, like, yeah, ah, yeah. That? Like that, that guess a super over. And matter of fact, that was a verse from uh, when I when I was with my group. Right, we had this song called Incarcerated, and it was like I had sampled Webby, and it was like them, crack, them crackers keep us in cages. We crazy when we be loose, and everybody had been to jail at the time. You know, not for an extended extended amount of time, but they all rapping about I hate them crackers. They just be locking niggas up. Fuck them crackers. And then I was like, <laughs> incarceration was a tool created by Caucasians just to keep the races with darker faces from making babies. That's not a racist statement, but rather it's one of fact that they lock us up for selling crack. It's a guarantee that we coming back. We don't see no fun in that, but they deriving pleasure from it. Makes me sick straight to my stomach, losing brothers and my cousins. Visions of grandeur propagated by the media. Look at the minority prison rates on Wikipedia. You and all your man should know they treat us just like bammers, though. They cage us up like animals, and some dudes just can't manage those changes. So when they hit the outside, they do the same damn thing because they institutionalized. So I was on there, you know what I'm saying? I'm giving bars bars because that's just how I rap. You know what I'm saying? That, that had to be a fun group. Like you got some people. Oh, I, yeah. I don't know how they rap. But yeah, like, yeah, and then man. You come, so you man, come saying. It, it worked. It was crazy, yeah. man. It worked so well. Like I really feel like if everybody had been on board because, you know, five pockets is better than one pocket. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? But like I said, when you got five pockets taking all the money from two pockets, it's not fun. So if we had stuck together, I feel like we could have, you know, blown and then everybody would have been able to develop you know pull a Wu-Tang and everybody developed a uh, solo career right, whatever, right. you know what I'm saying because it, it was dope it absolutely worked every single time <laughs> that's dope though man that's dope I, like so what's next for you like what like I know you so you dropping out you got a date for it at all um, it's, it will be top of the year. It, it's kind of you know to be determined. I already have like I said everything oh, ready to go. Oh, then song, yeah, yeah. Like I said, once I get stuff. that one song, um, I don't. I, I think I want to drop at the end of first quarter, so maybe like March. So that way it's uh closer to leaning into the summertime because I got a couple of records that are on there that are like summer records that I want to shoot, shoot a video for and you know kind of segue. Hopefully by that time, um, you know, lots of money's up because Father Figure has taken off and. I would have to come back and interview you as a rich guy. There we with go. Lots of I, I, I'll take that. Yeah. In my Lamborghini years. There we and go. I, <laughs> we just take, we just go for a ride and just be talking, yeah, man. Super fast. Psych, I will never buy a Lamborghini. <laughs> I work on cars. I want to be able to work on my own vehicles. And we keep, I, how your chain making that chain noise. Yeah, that the interview yeah, yeah, all of the, the rattly, the rattly I chain noise. Yes. I hate it every time. <laughs> they feel like it's too heavy. Like, why are we doing this? <laughs> 
I love it when uh when you know independent artists be coming with the fake chains and be making the, the rattly noises. Yeah, man. I'm like, man, I can I can hear the middle of the mall in this chain. I, can, <laughs> I know them all you got. I can from. hear the kiosk. I can hear I can hear right now. Right next to the niggas that want to clean your shoes every time you walk in. <laughs> Don't you hate man? You gotta act like you on the phone. You oh, see him. I was in the mall the other day and I had I had some uh Space Jam 11s on, right? So I'm like, I'm with my wife, she was like, uh oh, they go to sue people. <laughs> I was like, all right, hold you hold my hand. I'm gonna put my phone. I'm like, uh, yeah, huh? What you say there, huh? Yeah, uh. And they just start cleaning it, bro. Like, bro, what's up? <laughs> I'm like, bro, I bought a kit two years ago. I've never used it. Leave me alone, man. I'm not buying them. I think next time I'm gonna try and say, hey, you clean one, you're gonna clean the other. <laughs> and they'll stop then, I guarantee you. You clean the both shoes for free, and I'm gonna keep walking. There we go. <laughs> I'm definitely gonna keep walking. I'm, I'm gonna start walking from now on. Man. I'm gonna just keep walking. If yeah. I kick you over. Yeah, like I said, I just pulled the phone up, huh? <laughs> What'd you say? Yeah, I'm coming. All right. <laughs> Be lying like a fool. Please, no shoe people watch this. I hope anybody that works in the middle of the mall cleaning shoes does. Hey, yeah, make, make your money. Just not on me. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, man. Now I feel bad. Leave me alone. <laughs> I, oh, I hate when I when I, when I don't know if my shoes are clean or dirty. Yeah. They're going to let you know. Oh, yeah. Super facts. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's clean. They ain't going to bother you. Super facts. Yeah. Ah, they dirty today. Okay, I got yeah, you. Yeah, okay. Yeah, these these rough. Yeah, all right, all right. I you thought right. I did a good job. I guess yeah. not. Like you clean before you get to the mall. Like, nah, you ain't do a good job. <laughs> you missed a few spots. <laughs> you ain't clean behind the tongue, player. I'm like, ah, leave, man. Just brush your tongue, man. Yeah, <laughs> shoe Nazis. Yeah. Hey, man. But yeah, um, this is dope, man. So like, uh, just tell people they can find you at. Like, how they can, how they can, how they can get in contact with you, where to find your music and all that stuff. I consolidated. Everything is at Joppa the Great. J O P P A D A G R E A T. And I actually have my own phone number, which is two four zero three nine Joppa. So you can literally call me or text me, and give me input and feedback. And <clears throat> I, I made a post on Instagram. I was like, Yo, y'all hit me up, text me, and tell me what if, if you got a song idea that you think that it would be dope for me to complete. Something like that. You know what I'm saying? So at Joppa the Great, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, um, and my phone number is two four zero three nine Joppa. Oh, I see you. They got the phone number and everything. I'm yeah, yeah, about, yeah. Man. Like, man, when I when I found out I could do that and I did that, I was so excited. I literally was calling my family members. Hey, just text me, bro. Yeah, like just hit me, man. <laughs> two four zero three nine Joppa. Don't even you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you can remember that. You know you're talking to Joppa the Great. Just remember two four zero three nine. You good? Two four zero three nine Joppa. That's dope, bro. That's yeah, dope. Man. Hey man, this is dope. I ain't gonna lie, like I don't, I don't, I don't really care to do artists. I ain't gonna say I know, a lot to I know. you. That's what, you know? but this was dope. I, I could, I could honestly say this was dope. Interview, I, even I getting insight into you. I appreciate you giving me the ability to break through. I hope it, uh, you know it opens the door for some other artists. But you have to pre-interview them to make sure that they have the ability. It's like problem. a lot of work, you know. That, that, I must. <laughs> hey, I, when number you said to call me, I'm gonna tell them to text you. Man. Hey, yeah, y'all, yeah, <laughs> artists that need help. If you need some media training and you need some practice interviewing, two four zero three nine Joppa. Job is great. Gonna get you straight. Don't need worry about it. <laughs> get you straight. He's not a mechanic. Yeah, I'm not a mechanic. <laughs> I'm a grease monkey with you know <laughs> no racial slurs intended. All right, <laughs> all right, man. We got more masters podcast. Man, this is dope. Yeah, that was dope.